Hello, this is Cynthia Swan for Esoterica, a short feature that looks at the realms of the extraordinary, flexing the intuitive muscle. Years back, my younger sister blessed me with a book entitled Moon Time, The Art of Harmony with Nature and Lunar Cycles, written by Johanna Ponger and Thomas Pope. The authors of this interesting book believe direct perception and experience of the natural rhythms and cycles of the moon is what allowed their ancestors to live successfully. Johanna Ponger is one of ten children of a mountain farmer who has honored and kept this wisdom handed down from one generation to the next. The authors wish us to trust our inner instinct, as they refer to it. This inner instinct requires one to live according to one's personal feeling and intuition. The Moontime authors share their knowledge of lunar cycles and how they aid us in everyday life. Just as the moon pulls the tides, it can tug on us, for the moon is the realm of emotionality and the unconscious mind. The moon can cast shadows at night and teaches us that in the dark, one needs to rely on one's inner resources, such as instinct and intuition. The moon and intuition are connected, for during the dark of the moon, we must be able to see with more than our eyes. We must come to our senses, and intuition, the sixth sense, can be our guide. This intuitive muscle, when flexed, grows stronger and stronger and aids us throughout our life in a myriad of ways. Some of us were not raised to trust our intuition, but it is never too late to develop it. Sometimes it's just a matter of recognizing that we know. You receive a sudden, persistent feeling that you need to call a loved one. You get a vibe to take a direction that in your mind seems a senseless detour, but something within you beckons you to do it. Intuition is our friend, our ally. Intuition is the doll in our pocket, as appropriately named in the story of Vasilisa, an Eastern European tale. I came upon this story in Women Who Run With Wolves by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. It's a tale worth repeating, which has its roots dating back to the old horse goddess cults predating classical Greek literature, according to Estes. The story goes... At her dying mother's bedside, the young Vasilisa and her father stand. Vasilisa, beckoned by her dying mother, comes closer, and her mother takes a doll out from under her coverlet and places it in Vasilisa's pocket, saying, Keep this doll with you always. She will help you and guide you if you lose your way or are in need. Tell no one, I love you, my daughter, and this is my blessing to you. And with these words... Her mother dies. Vasilisa and her father grieve a long time. Eventually, her father remarries a young widow with two daughters. They despise Vasilisa, as they are envious of her and her father's love for her. Unfortunately, her father is oblivious to this, and when embarking upon a long journey, Vasilisa is left at the hands of her stepmother and stepsisters, being reduced to being a servant in her own home. Yet... She obediently accepts her fate. One day, her stepmother and stepsisters plot to rid themselves of Vasilisa once and for all. They devise a plan, putting out the fire in the hearth and commanding Vasilisa to make the journey through the dark woods alone to the witch, Baba Yaga, asking for fire. Vasilisa is frightened but obeys. On the journey, she pats the doll in her pocket, and each time she does so, she says, Oh, I 
feels so much better just touching this doll. The doll directs her to Baba Yaga's hut, and as she enters the clearing, Baba Yaga flies overhead in her cauldron toward her. Baba Yaga has long, greasy, gray hair. Her chin is curved up, and her nose is curved down, touching one another. Her brown, yellow, brittle nails curve downward, and she cackles rather than talks. What do you want? She shouts at Vasilisa. Vasilisa replies, Grandmother, I come for fire. Yes, I know, but why should I give it to you? snaps Baba Yaga. Vasilisa quickly consults the doll in her pocket and says, Because I ask. Right answer, purrs Baba Yaga. But first, you must fulfill some tasks, and if you fail to perform, you shall die. Vasilisa, left with these seemingly impossible tasks, is despondent. But the doll in her pocket assures her it will all be done and tells her, sleep. Exhausted, she does so, and awakens with tasks completed. Yet the dreams she had while sleeping were so strange. Baba Yaga returns to find nothing undone, and thus takes a skull with fiery eyes from her fence post and places it on a stick, handing it to Vasilisa. Here's your fire. Now go. Vasilisa starts to thank her, but the doll in her pocket jumps up and down, telling her, Go in silence. She listens and silently takes the stick and heads back into the woods. Once again, her doll guides her, telling her which way to go. As Vasilisa advances to her home, her stepmother and stepsisters are shocked to see her carrying the fiery skull. They thought surely she would be killed by the witch Baba Yaga. Vasilisa triumphantly enters the house, having survived her dangerous journey, bringing the fire back to her home. That evening, as Vasilisa sleeps, the skull on the stick watches the wicked trio's every step, and by morning has burnt them all to cinders. Only Vasilisa remains intact with the doll in her pocket. Thanks for listening. This is Cynthia Swan for Esoterica. <laughs>